From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right. It's another edition of the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. And for the first time in a couple weeks, Wayne DeZubak, back in action. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Yeah, sorry to miss a couple of weeks, but we had a lot of stuff going on here. We had new flooring put in, new carpeting put in, and it wasn't so much that, you know, I was just displaced. Uh, and, and we had worker bees in here and they were pounding away, making all kind of noise and finishing floors. And it was a mess. And I'm thinking, man, where do I go to do this? So uh, I appreciate Logan Green and you kind of taking over for me for a couple of weeks. It's been crazy. Plus, you know, your mind is like everywhere but on what's going on. So it was crazy. But it's all done. All said there. Now got a couple of decorations up ready to rock and roll for Christmas. So we're finally gotten our focus where it needs to be. Okay, I was going to ask you, uh, are you one of the guys that goes all out with the Christmas lights or are you kind of more of a minimalist? Yeah, more of a minimalist. I, I think, um, you know, in the past we've gone all out a little bit, but I, I, I'm trying to keep it simpler. But a lot of it was because, you know, in that process, part of the problem was that we have to move all the furniture out of rooms and back into rooms. So cars out in the driveway, not in the garage because you got the whole living room furniture sets in there. And stuff like that. And somebody said, well, why didn't you pay a mover $500 to do it? Why did you do it yourself? And I said, well, you just answer that question yourself when you said $500. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you there for sure. So if anything yeah. else, I may be a minimalist not only in lights, but also in cash. right (laughs) for sure well uh with wayne to back i'm brandon bainey for the sic prep cast breaking down everything going on in the 5a and 4a sic and the action has really been heating up especially on the basketball floor let's start with the girls because wayne you were at a really good crosstown game last week uh, between boise and bora in girls basketball and to me it was kind of a kind of a shift in the tide i think going in a lot of people thought boise uh, would come out on top, but Bora won a low-scoring game. Yeah, they did. 37-34 was the final score, and you're right, because Boise came into that game overall 7-1, and one, and, you know, and Bora was 5-2. and two. And so you had that game where all of a sudden you're 5-3 and three and they're 8-1. and one. That's a big shift instead of 7-2 and two and 6-2. and two. So it makes a big, big difference in what happened. And so the fact that Bora won that game was huge. What I really, really impressed, though, Boise – and they've got a big game coming up, actually, as we do this tonight. They're playing Mountain View, so that's going to be a tough one. It'll be on idosports.com. So if you end up seeing this before, you know, um, uh, real quick, then you'll be able to watch that game or hear that game tonight. But the bottom line is that they have a Ashley Banks who's six foot five, and what a presence she was down low. She fouled out of that game. I mean, Bora did a good job of double teaming her, keeping her away from the bucket. And as a result, she ended up getting five fouls. She was out of the ball game, but not till late. So it wasn't a big factor in that regard. But the win for by Bora was huge, 37-34. I like Bora basically is a, a pretty good, solid team. Uh, I think Boise may be a little bit stronger in the talent end of it. But, boy, I'll tell you what, Bora did what they had to do that night. It's really fascinating to me because right now the, the league is kind of split. I, to me, there's a clear top six. And then there's the the rest, um, Timberline, Mountain View, Bora, Owyhee, Boise, and 
Uh, I, w- I would include Rocky Mountain in there. I think they're still a dark horse. But all of these teams are going to beat up on each other as the season goes along. The only team that's unscathed still at this point is Timberline. Oh, absolutely. And Timberline is a team that has already beaten Boise and Bora, the two we talked about. That was the one thing they had in common going into that game that they have both lost to Timberline, who is now 8-0 overall, 6-0 in league play. So sitting atop the Foothills division, and then you've got Boise, as you mentioned, and then uh, – you know, down in the river, how about Owyhee? Now, we'll talk about boys in a minute, but the boys are doing great. I did a game the other day I'll talk about, but the Owyhee girls are doing great. They're 6-1, 5-0 in league, and, you know, for a first-year school, man, they have come out of the blocks going crazy. Yeah, and uh, for Mountain View, you know, the big news came out that Naya Ojuku had unfortunately, you know, torn her ACL and, and would be out for the season, and I think everybody thought, okay, well, they're done. Well, they're not done. They're, you know, they're seven and one, and they they're they're proving that they've got a good coach and a good system, and they're not just a one-player team. No, they're not. They're just hanging in there. There's like you said, seven and one. They're they're doing a good job. They're making up for it. The big thing that you do in transition, you know, they did lose a game uh, without her, but what they're doing in transition, who who steps up? You know, we talk about next person up. You know, next man up. In this case, next lady up. Uh, who's going to make that happen? And so they had to figure out how to get that done. You see it so often when, uh, especially in basketball, where you have five people out there, you lose one. It's a key element of the whole chemistry. And so they had to figure out who was going to step up, get that done. And if they can figure it out, they may not be quite as good as they would be with Naya in there. But I think they're still going to be a contender and take it right down to the line. Yeah, and then if we look at the 4A girls basketball standings super quick, you'll see Middleton with an overall record of 5-6, and six, and they're actually ranked in this week's coaches poll. And people are scratching their heads going, how is Middleton ranked at 5-6? and six? Well, their six losses have come to four 5A schools, Bora, Rocky, Eagle, and Boise. And they've also lost to Preston, which is a top 5 yeah. 4A yeah. team, and Sugar Salem, the top-ranked team in 3A. That's how they're 5-6 yeah. and six and ranked. Well, plus they're undefeated in, in league. So, I mean, they're right there you go there. So you, you got all these games. And I hand it to the coaches. I mean, when you take on 5A teams and you're a 4A team and you're going that way, you're kind of looking down the road to see what Middleton does go to 5A to see what you can do. But you're really stepping it up. You're going to be a better ball club than you were you know, at the end of the year because you played these games. And, and people are going to forget you lost them. They're going to forget that. And it all comes down to what you do in league. And they're 4-0 in league and they're getting it done. Right there with him, as always, is BK at 3-1, and one, getting the job done. So, you know, it's still that Middleton BK. And how about Columbia stepping in there? They're 5-2 and two overall, 3-1 and one in league. So those three teams right now look like they're going to battle it out all season long. And uh, it, it's fun to watch. But I hand it to the Middleton gals for taking on a pretty tough schedule right off the get-go. And then hanging in there, not hanging their head. And they had some injuries, Brandon. They had a couple of injuries early on. Not because I'm not saying they couldn't have beaten a couple of those five A teams, but they lost a couple of key players, key elements. And you know how tough that is. Yeah, they they went to the Preston Indians Classic last week in Preston and lost to Preston in the semifinals, yeah. and then lost to Sugar Salem by two in the third place game. So that's how they're five and six. Columbia is a really fun team. They've got the Robertson sisters. They made state for the first time ever last year. I think they've got a good chance to go back to back. Head coach Neil Robertson is doing a great job and don't, don't sleep on Columbia. They're going to be a good team to watch as, as the season moves along. Yeah. When I say that you, you better not sleep on them. Now, I haven't seen them, so I don't know exactly yet. Obviously I think you've seen them more than I have. And so you have a better handle on them, but 
yeah, I, I look at the record and I'm going, wow, they're right there. And it's good to see Columbia because Columbia has been around for not a long time. They're one of those, what I call, you got the old schools that have been around forever, the brand new ones that are just coming on board. They're somewhere in the middle, but they've never been like, oh, wow, that's Columbia. Watch out for Columbia. I think this, you know, this, this women's team right here can say, hey, watch out. We're pretty darn good. Speaking of uh, new schools on the block, Hawaii, let's shift to the 5A boys basketball conversation. Uh, they have come in with uh, the mantle. They were picked number one in the preseason poll. They've been atop the, the coaches' polls. They're two and one. Their one loss was to American Fork, uh, Utah. And, yeah. and again, the Utah schools have about a 10-day jump start on the Idaho schools in terms of competition. But otherwise, uh, I, I don't know. We know too much about this Hawaii team because they've beaten CUNA and Centennial, two teams that I think are middle of the pack. Tell you what I did. I did the, I did the game the other night against Centennial, and what I know about them is that they are young, 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 young. They've got one senior, and that is Jack Payne, who came over from Boise. He had 11 points the other night in a big, big win by Hawaii. They won easily. I can't remember the exact, like 74 to 45, something like that. Uh, so it was a big, easy win. Uh, Liam Campbell, just a young kid. He came in there, had 27 points. He's a sophomore. And then they had a guy named Jackson Rasmussen, who's a freshman. But get this, he's six foot seven. Now, Andy Harrington coming over from Middleton, first year coach. If all I knew is that I had a six foot seven freshman and they've got a six foot three freshman and they played them both a lot the other night. I think I would have been pretty happy and I've been feel pretty safe about making the move from Middleton to Hawaii with Jack Payne and Liam Campbell with those 27 points. They had five, five players in double figures. So, I mean, I, I was really impressed with what they do. I talked to Andy Harrington after the game and he said, we're starting to come together. We're really, really young. We're starting to come together. And I said, well, if you're starting to come together, people better watch out when you do come together because you're going to be really tough. I mean, this this is a team chock full of Division One talent. Jack Payne has committed to Colorado State. Rams, by the way, ten and zero, and in the top twenty-five, they're a pretty good yeah. program. Colorado State, uh, and then Liam Campbell and Rasmussen. You mentioned it. But both of those guys are also getting Division One interest already as as underclassmen. So Rasmussen's a freshman. Yeah, so they're looking at these little babies, going, "Yeah, okay, he's got four more years or three more years, I guess, plus this year, so that's four. And they're already talking about him. But what I liked about him is that Coach Harrington put him in early in the ball game. They have both freshmen in there. There was they have two freshmen, a sophomore, and I think a junior in there one time. And I'm like, and then Jack Payne. And I'm going, really? And they're and they're just moving the ball up and down the court. They were pretty impressive. Let me ask you about uh, Centennial because Centennial was picked sixth in the preseason coaches poll. And that kind of raised my eyebrows a little bit because it's been a, been a year or two since Centennial was really in the mix. Um, but obviously in the preseason, the coaches thought pretty highly of the Patriots. I mean, it's hard to tell when you're playing one of the best in Hawaii, but what did you see from Centennial? Well, what I saw from Centennial was the ability to move the, the basketball around the court, get the open shot. They just couldn't put it in the ocean. That was really the problem on the, uh, Saturday night when I did that game. In fact, I used the old quote from former Idaho uh, Boise State coach Bobby Dye. Bobby Dye, he went and I said Idaho State I'm thinking about you being a Pocatello. And Bobby, you know, was at Idaho State as well. But Bobby Dye used to say, you know, you can analyze, you can scrutinize, you can do everything you want to do about basketball. But if you can't put the brown thing in the round thing, you're not going to win the ball game. And so Centennial got a lot of open shots, got a lot of nice looks down low. 
nothing would fall. And yes, they had some pressure. Yes, maybe there was some good defense from Hawaii, but Centennial had enough looks at the basket that I guarantee you that uh, Josh Opperspy, their their coach, if he would say the same thing I would, he said, "We just didn't, we just didn't put the ball in the hoop." That was that was as simple. We just didn't score. It was one of those twenty five percent shooting nights that you can't explain. Mountain View was picked second in the preseason coaches poll. There, three and zero. Uh, yeah. 2-0 in the league. And then Eagle. Eagle's a team that you've seen uh, up close and in person, Wayne. When they played Middleton, um, that was a 5A, 4A matchup, right? Yeah, they got Donovan Jones. They've got uh, Gage Jones, both guys that we talked a lot about. They were key players on the football team. Donovan Jones, big tight end. Uh, he, he He's a factor down there. And they are getting really good. Now, next Tuesday night on the 21st, I will – call that game as well as they host Hawaii. So at Eagle and Hawaii next Tuesday night, the 21st, that should be a good one. And it will tell us a lot more about what's going on in boys basketball. But I thought Eagle looked pretty good. You know, they played Middleton. That's the game I did. It was at Middleton. And I got it really handed to Eagle to go to Middleton and play a 4 a school on their home court, on their home court. They went down there. They played them. It was a tight game all the way until about four minutes to go in the ball game. And Eagle built a six-point. They got a little bit of a run. They built a six-point lead. And then the old shot clock, you know, controversy comes into play because as soon as that happened, as soon as they got that six-point lead, Brandon, they held the ball. They worked the clock. They milked the clock. And all of a sudden, it became a different ball game. It was up and down, back and forth, but it was tie, you know, Middleton leads, Eagle leads, back and forth. So, you know, I got to hand it to Eagle. Once they got that six-point lead, they had enough respect for Middleton. They didn't want to play that up-and-down game. They wanted to say, okay, we're going to play the takeaway game. Yeah, and again, I, I don't begrudge the coach for doing that. I, I begrudge the system and the rule that's in place that allows them to do that. Yeah, it became a little more boring of a game, but it was going to assure that Eagle was going to win that puppy, and that's, I guess, what you got to do. That's right. Well, let's talk about Middleton as we uh, ch- transition to uh, 4A boys basketball in the SIC. Middleton, the defending 4A state champs, lost four of their five starters. Tyler Medeiros, the only starter that's back, but he's a good one, six seven inside. And now it's kind of this bench crew that that played valuable minutes at state last year. It's these guys that were on the bench that are now in the starting lineup. How did Middleton look? You know, Middleton looks good. You know, Tyler Medeiros didn't have the kind of game that I thought he might have. Uh, at all in that game against Eagle, but uh, he played well. But Michael Day, he's a 6'10 kid, and he was a sophomore last year, a junior this year. He looked good. Uh, you know, they got Gravit at the point guard. I, I, you know, he's just solid. Middleton is very, very good. They're very, very solid. They started off the year against two. This matter of fact, the Eagle game was their third 5A team in a row, and they had played the first two on the road, and they uh, won both those games, and they had Eagle on the ropes. They really did. And uh, I think if Tyler Medeiros had had just a little bit better game, was a little bit stronger down low, and maybe you hand it to the Donovan Jones guys and the Gage Jones for keeping him off the glass. But I think if Tyler had a little better game, Middleton might have won that one, not putting it all on him by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Eagle probably a little better ball club, but boy, I, I like what I see in Middleton and watch out. I mean, like we said, they're 4-0 in league, so they're right there. So yeah, Middleton uh, three and one, Bishop Kelly four and one, Valley View three and one. I think people coming in assumed or or said that that's the top three. And yeah, those- Valley View looks good. Yeah. You know, Valley View they 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 play some five A competition too, and they they played them really strong. So we hadn't talked much about Valley View, but yeah, like you said, BK Middleton Valley View, all of them right there. Uh, 
any one of them can have it. And the nice thing is it's early in the season. We haven't really seen them gel yet as to where they can be. Uh, we're still in that Christmas holiday mode, uh, get get through Christmas, get through the holidays, and then January 2nd, get serious. You know, that's kind of where they're all at. Yeah, uh, and for those three teams I just mentioned, it, it's really the same problem everybody in 4A basketball is having. It's the Preston problem. How do we, sol- <laughs> how do we solve this juggernaut that is Preston? Preston went to the Treasure Valley last week, Wayne, and beat BK and Valley View on back-to-back nights, Friday and Saturday. And so while they look good in the Treasure Valley, when you compare them to Preston, there's still a little work to be done. Yeah, and I mean, Preston, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the fact that, in the wintertime in Preston, what do you do? You play basketball. <laughs> you know, beautiful area, but you play basketball. And they love basketball there, and they eat basketball up down there. And as a result, you know, there's a tradition there. And when you grow up as a kid in Preston, you go, I want to be on that basketball team. And so you you work hard to be there. And when you get there, you do a good job. So they're always going to be good, and they're always right there. And so I don't know what you do with them. I mean, hand it to Preston. I mean, Preston just makes it happen year in and year out, and it's a tradition, and it's you know something that they make happen. Now, uh, I'm pretty excited, Wayne. Uh, we'll, we'll be broadcasting the Preston Indians Classic this week on IdahoSports.com, and some of those teams from the Treasure Valley are going to be coming over to Preston, so I will get to see these teams up close and, and in person. Columbia is going to be there. Nampa will be there, and CUNA, a 5A school, is also going to yep. come over and compete. So. No, I think that's going to be great, and we'll be putting that on IdahoSports.com. That'll be fun. I always like to see that. I'm going to be busy over at the Oahe tournament. We've got the smaller schools. They've got bigger schools, smaller schools. We're going to be uh, video streaming the uh, the smaller schools that they have there, and uh, I don't have them all right here. Yeah, I do. We've got Castleford's going to take on Westside right off the get-go, and that's on Thursday at 3.30 to start it off. Then St. Mary's and Malad will go at it at 5 o'clock. Uh, Ambrose School and Homedale following that one. And then the final one at 8 o'clock, uh, Aberdeen against McCall Donnelly. So that's my lineup for Thursday over at Owyhee High School. It's going to be in the back gym, if you want to call it the auxiliary gym, I guess. But it's going to be fun. So they'll have two basketball tournaments going on at once. And, of course, we're going to be video streaming uh, the smaller schools. And that'll be a kick for me. I haven't seen any of these guys. I'm looking forward to it. I'm starting to get rosters and talking to ADs today. Looking forward to doing those games. Yeah, I'll tell you one guy to keep an eye out for. You're going to really love the way he handles the ball. It's the point guard for Ambrose. His name is Johnny Sugarman. He's the son of head coach Ken Sugarman, and he is he is a slick ball handler, and he can really uh, stroke it from beyond the arc too. So, so you, what, what you're telling me is Johnny Sugarman? Yeah, Johnny Sugarman. Johnny Sugarman, you're saying he's got a sweet game? Oh yeah, you're you're gonna like it. I think. I All think right. you're gonna appreciate his style of play. So. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I, you know, sometimes we, we, they don't get as much press as the other guys do, the big teams do, and of course, since we do the five A, four A, we're always talking about those guys. And I'm just so excited to have an opportunity uh, when Paul Kingsbury, our boss, our CEO, our king, when he called me up and said, "Hey, can you do the smaller games?" I said, "Sure, I would love to. It's gonna be fun." Yeah. And of course, there's a larger tournament going on uh, at Hawaii as well. Um, you know, you'll have like Blackfoot and Pocatello will be there. Uh, you've got some schools from the north coming down. Uh, it's like yeah, 5A, 4A. Lake City is going to be there. And I think Post Falls is going to be there. 
Uh, Emmett's actually going to be in that one as well. So that'll be interesting to see what they do. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. That'll be going on in the other gym. But, you know, what's really cool is I get to do that uh, Malad game. My wife is from Malad, graduated Malad. She's a dragon. You know, and I don't mean that. I mean, in the nicest sense, you know, as she's a dragon. But uh, she went there. So it's always fun to, to to watch, you know, where she came from. Well, that's where this whole Preston thing started was in Malad. Tyler Jones, the coach at Preston. Yeah, his father was yeah. Terry Jones. Yeah. Coach at those are all those are all my wife's friends. Yeah. They're all buddies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a small, it's a small town. They all they all still hang out together. For sure. Well, it's kind of fun to diverge off the 5A, 4A path for a second. Let's get back on it, though, and let's talk about the first wrestling coaches poll of the season came out last week. And uh, at the 5A poll, I th- you know, the, the first poll of the season, it's kind of more about just like respect, I think, to the teams that did well the year prior because results yeah. are few and far between. So Meridian, uh, the 5A champions last year, part of that renaissance, right? Boys basketball won the title, football did really well, and wrestling, of course, won the 5A title last year. They were the top team in the poll. CUNA was ranked third. Rocky Mountain was ranked fifth. Of those three, I, I think CUNA is the team that has the most potential. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen a whole lot on them, but I agree. You know, and you're right about Meridian. I mean, there's been a renaissance at Meridian High School. The Warriors really getting it going. In fact, coming up the 28th, 29th, and 30th, I've got three basketball games where Meridian hosts uh, Post Falls, uh, Lake City, and Coeur d'Alene. Not necessarily in that order. I don't know which order, but they at three different nights in a row. So it's the North versus the South. And it's going to be interesting to see if Meridian can, because they went 20 and one last year, they lost some key players, what they can do, but you're right. It has seemed like has trickled down. Football did great. Wrestling's doing great. And, and I agree, but CUNA, that's an area of the cavemen have always been tough on the wrestling mat. They've always had that. And when I talked about the tradition of basketball of Preston, I think that's true with uh, CUNA and, and their feeling about, about the wrestling program. Yeah. 4A coaches poll, Nampa was ranked one. Columbia was ranked fifth. Nampa is a legitimate 4A state title contender. They they had a lot of underclassmen win state titles last year, and, and Columbia kind of in the same boat. Yeah, and on Nampa, I got to say this because, again, I'm still you know studying up on them, but all I can say about Nampa is that they're a bunch of bulldogs. I mean, they, they just come at you, and you know how a bulldog fights. They never give up. So they're going to be fun to watch this year. For sure. For sure. So that's kind of our, our winter sports update. Uh, we did get a little bit of news as it pertains to the fall sports calendar this, this yeah. past week, Wayne, the big, the big news that came out last week was the all state volleyball teams from five, a all the way down to, to one, a D one were, were handed out and no surprise at the five, a level Skyview kind of cleaned house. Oh, it knocked me over with a, with a broom or something, because I mean, they had five all state players they had three on the first team. They had the player of the year in Eden Bauer, and they also had the coach of the year in Kevin Murphy. So, I mean, Skyview, if I got their record right, 37-2 and two overall. That includes some tournaments where they went down to Las Vegas. They played some really tough teams. I mean, the only teams they lost to was the team from Marin, California. And, you know, I mean, you know how tough those California te- teams can be. And they lost one from Mountain View of Utah, not Mountain View of Idaho, Mount View of Utah. So those are the only two losses. But, you know, congratulations to them. Alex Azevedo was on the first team. Alex Bauer was also on the first team. So they had uh, five players named All-State. So congratulations. And we've talked about them before, how good they are. But Skyview, that just came out late last week. So we wanted to mention it here on the podcast. So congratulations to Coach Murphy and, 
and Eden Bauer, Player of the Year and Coach of the Year, respectively. Yeah, uh, and they got so many underclassmen. I mean, we're going to be talking about Skyview volleyball for for a while. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then the other uh, news that came out, and this came out uh, just yesterday, t- Tuesday afternoon. Um, another longtime football coach in, in the Treasure Valley decided to hang up his whistle. It's been one of those falls where all of a sudden, you know, you've had the guys like Todd Simmons at Capitol for 18 years, John Benedict for 15 years at Mountain View. And all of a sudden, you know, Simmons decides to, re, you know, to retire uh, for whatever reason. Actually, we kind of, he just said it was time. It was the right thing to do for the family, Judd Benedict said. He hasn't said much about it, but he he, uh, he did tell some people that he, it was a hard decision to resign from Mountain View after 15 years and a 116 and 42 record. But he said, it was the right time to do the right thing for my family. And I mean, uh, unbelievable. I mean, 13 state appearances in 2016, they won their first crown as they beat Capital 48-21 for the championship there. They were in seven semifinal showdowns out of those 13 years. So, you know, this year was a little tough. They went 9-0 and and then they had a first round bye and then they lost to Meridian, the team they had beaten by one point to start the season. But Meridian by that time had become really good and had their quarterback back and had revenge on their minds. And so they came in there really tight. I did that game as well. So, but Judd Benedict, let me tell you this about Judd. Whenever I would just call him up and say, Hey, I need an interview. I want to talk about 5A football. He said, come on over, just meet me at the side door. And I go knock, knock, knock. And he come answer the door. We sit in his office and just talk about everything under the sun. What a great guy. He was always there for me. And I really appreciate that. And those two guys, Simmons and and Benedict, are going to be really, really missed because they were the class of high school football coaches. We've got great football coaches, but those two guys, I mean, boy, that's a lot of years. What's that, 33 years, if I do the math real correct, that they've been around combined, and uh, we're going to miss those guys. And you're you're kind of seeing this gradual changing of the guard in the SIC, right? Capital and Mountain View will both have new head coaches next year. Uh, this year, you had a new coach at Bora, JQ yeah. Canyon. Why uh, he obviously had a new coach uh, because they're a new school, and and CUNA had a new coach as Sherm Blazer left for Hawaii. Yeah. Two years ago, Boise and Centennial had first year coaches. Exactly. Matt Green at Centennial, Mike Altieri at Boise, and you know even like uh, Chris Kulig at Rocky Mountain. He's a longtime coach, but not a head coach. I think yeah. I think this was his fifth season as Rockies coach this past yeah. year. Yeah, so, he's become like he's become like the senior dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to think of like who who the elder statesman would be. You know, Ian Spart maybe at Timberline, uh, Coach Young at Skyview, of course. But they're moving down to four A. So I think as Middleton moves yeah. up next year, Bill Brock has been at Middleton for a really long time. He yeah. he might be the the most he's tenured. Probably it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like the way that you say elder statesman and I go senior dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Age is just a number, except when you're a football coach uh, every year, it's like adding two years. Yeah. It, it, if, it, if it weren't for immaturity, I would be a, a whole lot older. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, that, that was a good, uh, good jam packed, uh, uh, prep cast today, Wayne, there was a lot of news to break down and a lot of things to cover. And again, as, as we're talking about things, uh, especially with basketball results, you know, by the time you're listening to this games that we're talking about may have gone final. So your best bet is to go to idahosports.com each and every morning. I always start my day off by going and checking the scores and the standings. Cause we'll have all the latest info each and every day. So idahosports.com, just check it out every day. There's always something new. 
And don't forget about the pictures. You know, if your kid is playing any sport, we've got pictures all over the place. We've got that file there. I go to photos. Uh, I mean, there's nothing more fun than watching, seeing your kid on the on the court and having that picture right there. And you could, you know, get one for yourself. And that's kind of cool. So there's so much more than just the games on the air. We talk about doing them, but there's uh, so much there. And you can follow along with us and, and these podcasts. We've got podcasts, not only the 5A4 like we just did, but I guess you do what, six every week? Uh, yeah, we're down to five now. Down to uh, five? Okay. Trim the fat a little bit, but yeah, five a week. <laughs> Still well, a lot. Too, too, too much, too much Brandon Bainey, huh? To break it down to five? Yes. <laughs> yeah. People emailed and said, enough of this guy already. <laughs> <laughs> never, never, never happened. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning into this week's edition of the SIC PrepCast. Wayne, have fun at the Hawaii uh, tournament covering some of those uh, 2A, 1A, 3A schools. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. And you enjoy Preston. We'll keep we'll keep track of what you're doing down there. All right. Sounds great. For Wayne DeZuback, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.